0: Welcome to For The Record, episode number 123, that's very sequential, that's nice, Um, we've obviously been off for a couple of weeks, I think probably three weeks since the last time I posted something, Um, nothing bad, just been working on booking new guests and we have a lot of people lined up. so i'm really excited for the first time in a long time um just kind of given how some just given how some personal family stuff has been going throughout the year and um it's nice to get back into this i'm excited um before i tried something else a little bit differently as well i put the theme song before the intro um still a young show i can mess with it and i can experiment and see what we can do um see if it makes it a little bit more enjoyable but yeah i just figured i would try it out see how it feels um i don't know actually try to produce and there you go um t- so we have a few really great sponsors for the show today this episode is sponsored by loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly mystery crate that delivers the best items you can find in nerd culture with everything from collectibles, tech gadgets, art, and other epic gear. It's kind of like getting a gift from a friend every single month, only that friend is you and you're giving yourself something nice to look forward to every, um, every single month. Um, I've, I can't speak more highly of Loot Crate. Um, it's such a cool little service. You get things that you legitimately do get things that you can't like... Like once it's printed, it's gone. They're not gonna re. They're not gonna resell it in the store. They're not gonna uh, do anything else with another retail chain. It's specifically limited to, um, it's to this service. Um, and every month there's a different theme. So there's all I've seen Harry Potter and Star Wars and all, all all sorts of things that kind of fall into that category. This month's theme is is colossal. So if you place your order by June nineteenth. You'll be eligible for this month's box, but it has to be by June 19th, and once the cutoff is done, it is, that's it. It's over. Uh, You can't get it, and you'll have to wait until next month. But um, if you order by June 19th, you'll receive a box with items surrounding movies and franchises like Jurassic Park, Ghostbusters, Godzilla, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so much more. To save 10% on your new subscription, uh, you can visit trylootcrate.com slash shameless promo, and then enter the promo code BRIDGE10 to save 10% off of your first purchase with Loot Crate. Thank you to Loot Crate for sponsoring this episode of For the Record. Today's episode was also brought to you by Vinyl Me Please, or what we would like to call the Best Damn Record of the Month Club. Um, This is also another really, really awesome service. Every month, you basically get one album that is essential to the Modern Vinyl Collection— uh, curated by the Vinyl Me Please staff And sent out to thousands of members worldwide Each record is pressed exclusively for Vinyl Me Please members And you'll get things here you can't get anywhere else Such as, uh, things can include bonus tracks, inserts, colored variants, things like that And then each album comes packed with a 12 inch by 12 inch album inspired art print And a custom cocktail pairing recipe To sign up you can visit joinvmp.com slash shameless promo Thank you to Vinyl Me Please for being a sponsor of For The Record Podcast. Um, All right, today's episode was nothing short of amazing, but I want to give a little bit of background. So this is Kevin Preston. Kevin Preston is in a... He's in two really awesome bands. The first being a more alternative... I want to almost say there's a flair of indie rock in there. I don't know, you can be the judge. But an alternative rock band called Prima Donna. Um, Two words, Prima Donna and then he is also the guitarist in uh, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day's side project Long Shot. Um, the background that I have to give has nothing to do with Kevin. It's he was great. He was awesome. My voice was completely fucked during this interview. I the day before had gotten really sick and it was a I'm still getting over a cold if you can, I'm trying not to like sniffle or anything like that, but you might hear it in the recording. Um Like that, Um, but I'm still kind of fighting over this cold, but the day that we did this, we had been trying to do this for about a month and a half. We kept having to cancel, reschedule, do this and that. I really didn't want to break it, and I still managed to be able to talk, but I sound like I've smoked about a thousand cigarettes So just bear with me. I'm going to try and even go back this weekend and transcribe this and write it out so that it can also be an article. I'm going to try that and see if maybe that's something to go forward with with some of these podcasts in the future. Um, But Kevin was wonderful. We talked a lot about uh, Prima Donna's new record, ST, which is available now. But a a little bit about the writing process. We touched a little bit on the long shot, but I really wanted to keep it to... um, his own like his his main project, whereas the long shot is just kind of a side project. Um but we talk we talk a little bit about that more in the episode. But um Kevin was great. Um the bands are um I know that he is on tour with the long shot right now. Um I'll add in all the links and stuff like that in the description for this so you can go check out both bands, find out more about their music and such. Um but yeah, that'll about do it for this intro. Um we're gonna jump right in. So here is episode one twenty three with Um, Kevin Preston of Prima Donna and The Long Shot. Enjoy. Hey there, how you doing?
1: What's up, buddy? How are you?
0: I'm good. Sorry if I sound super like my voice is kind of breaking. I woke up with... Uh, my voice sort of gone, but it's been getting better. And I didn't, I didn't want to cancel, but my, my voice this morning I couldn't even talk, and thankfully I'm able to talk right now. But um, I'm other than that, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there.
1: Uh, don't worry about it. I seriously lose my voice pretty much every <laughs> other day, man. So I, I, I hear you.
0: <laughs> well, I feel it. Well, I'm glad we got to do this finally. I know there was a lot of. Just scheduling stuff that we were figuring out, but I'm I'm super stoked to talk to you about uh, Prima Donna and the Long Shot and all the all the really awesome stuff you guys you've got going on right now.
1: Hell yeah, man! Thank you.
0: Of course. Are you in the um, this uh, this interview is primarily about Prima Donna, but um, everybody in the Long Shot doing okay? I know there was the the whole West Coast cancellation because of a a whole family emergency thing.
1: Yeah, everything's great now um, all the dates are being rescheduled it was super private matter but um, oh yeah, yeah everything's yeah. great and yeah everything will be rescheduled there's still a few dates that we we have to figure out but it's happening as we speak so we'll we'll know something very soon
0: good I'm glad to hear it I just I had heard that and I always um I always I hate seeing when like family shit happens because I know that it can totally it just kind of flips everybody's world upside down. So I'm glad to hear everything's oh, going okay. Oh,
1: yeah. um, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, well, I guess the things that I wanted to start off with was talking about um, the, the Prima Donna record, ST. And just kind of, this might be a little bit broad, but um, given that you have these different projects going on, where, does, where did the time to put that record together come about? And... How did you? How did you initially start approaching it? Was it just kind of, you had some demos that you wanted to put together, and then it just kind of naturally came together, or did you have to sit down and like plan out? Okay, here's and we're gonna release this. Here's when we're gonna do this, and
1: so on. It it all really just happened out of nowhere. I went to go see Bruce Springsteen, uh, Little Steven guitar player Stevie Van Zandt, he put me on the list and uh i was talking to him and our a mutual friend of ours rich russo and it came up that he was going to start his record label again and he said if, if we had some songs we could put out a record so actually we had been talking about doing a new record but as soon as he said okay hey if you guys have some songs i'll put it out that's when it really started coming together and we wrote the whole thing, um, in a couple of months.
0: That's wow. That's awesome. I mean, was it a, when you're doing that, when you're going through that process of writing, um, for a record like this, is it something that's, I guess, a little bit more challenging over that those months or like, is it something that I guess feels a little bit more natural, um, in the way that it progresses? Like, was it more of like a, I'm trying to figure out the phrasing for this, like more of a, hey, we're just going to hang out with friends and make a record, have fun, or was it more of a, okay, we got to lock down and really be serious about this kind of process?
1: You know, it, it really was song by song. Some songs were just us having fun, hanging out in the, you know, we still rehearsed in a garage, basically, and um, we were just hanging out all summer, and just writing. And then some of them I did, I locked myself away in a room and went, I need, you know, like I need three more songs. And a couple of them came, came about that way. Uh, Yeah. It it just kind of all over the place. A couple of songs too, like I would reach out to certain members in the group. Like I know, I feel like by now I really know what everybody's superpowers are. So if I needed, you know, like some really killer, you know, phrasing in a beat. I would go. I would go to David, the drummer, if I needed something really, you know, like a four-on-the-floor, fancy number. I'd write something with Aaron. If I wanted something super Britpop, you know, garagey sounding, I would. I would link up with the bass player, Out Levine, and we'd write. So it was really, and, and you know, every song was different. We wrote a couple of them all together. Uh, you know, just sort of on the fly. We wrote one of them. Until I Break Loose, we wrote that in the studio with the producer just for fun, and, and that came out great. So it was all over the place.
0: Were there any that you would say were maybe harder than than another? Or were there any that were, I guess, particularly challenging? Um, if you were yeah. taking it sound by sound, which ones and why?
1: Well, one in particular, Love from Above. So Okay. I I wrote some music with Lights Out Levine, uh, bass player, and we went into the studio and, and it just was lingering and I, I had no lyrics, no melody, no nothing. It just was not coming, but we really loved the music. And then it came down to the last day. We were on the very last day and the producer, Eric Palmquist was, was saying, well, look, let's just, let's just record it. Let's just see what happens. Let's get the music down. And then, you know, just like seriously divine intervention man I, I had lyrics just start started pouring out of me like the next day. So he gave us one extra day to do it. Uh, but that one was so tricky. I, we, we toiled over it for for weeks, you know and it almost it came down to I really just said I, I kept saying like we're done because we already had 10 songs done and that was the 11th and I was just like well let's just let's just not do it and I'm so glad he talked us out of it because I was ready to scrap it it was so frustrating yeah
0: um i guess w- speaking of lyrics and kind of on that on that topic would you say that there was is there any kind of an overall theme that kind of goes throughout the record in terms of what you're writing about lyrically or is it a bunch of different topics and a bunch of different things cuz I I know that it's I know that that varies case by case with each artist. Um but I'm I'm very curious to I guess maybe know where you were coming from with um and if there was like a through line I guess throughout the throughout
1: all 11 songs. Yeah, there's well there's there's not one clear theme. Maybe in in like, you know, this is how it always goes. Like in 5 years I'll look back and I'll go, "Oh, that's you know, like maybe yeah. one thing will pop out. Like that's exactly what I was, you know, going through. But it, it, it's it's a couple of things. Um, I really, I, I I'll always love a good love song, and I'll always write a love song. So there's always going to be a couple of love songs. Yeah. But this time, you know, the breakup songs on this record are all about friendships. And uh, I don't think people talk about things like that enough. But, um, you know, just being like, just. It, I just find it really fascinating the way you just, you know, like, I, friendship breakups are almost worse than, than you know, yeah. love relationships or whatever. Uh, so I, I talk about that a bunch on this record because it's, I, I've gone through it so much. I know everybody has, and it's so fascinating and so upsetting and so trivial, too, a lot of times, like some of the dumbest things. You know, it can just, like, damage a, a lifelong friendship. So I talk about that a lot. And then, of course, you know, just with this crazy political climate, I I wrote on, I touched on that, too, with a few songs.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting what you bring up about the friendship part of it because you'll hear, I mean, you can hear love songs everywhere that you look. It's been there since the beginning of time. But was but when a lot of those relationship songs come out there about love, not necessarily about friendship. And when you start to dive into that aspect of it and like a best friendship ending, it it's really interesting to see how much heavier it can it really can get because it's somebody who's uh, I mean, depending on your situation, who's like a a major, massive part of your life has been there before any lover, before anything that's happened in that sense. That that's super interesting.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's it's definitely something we're all constantly dealing with, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um, what was the song um, Vulture Culture about? I, that, that song really stuck out to me.
1: Oh, Vulture Culture, man. It's just, it, it, <clears throat> take a look at the news. It's just, you know, <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah, crazy times, man. Crazy yeah. times. In fact, won't... I have to go. I have to go vote today. So it's California's do I. voting day.
0: Yeah, I have to go out. I'm, I think I'm going right after this to drop off my ballot. So yeah, I was gonna make a joke at the beginning and be like, "I'm not sure what you're talking about." I, I don't know what's what. what do you, I don't know what you're talking about with the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just it's like a reality show at this point. Um,
1: it's it, insane. It's just
0: it's so insane. Um, to kind of um, with. I had like one or two small long shot questions, but I guess my question is how did, I know you had toured with Green Day and you guys had, that pre had it opened up for them, um, at least in the notes that I have here. I, how did that relationship come about where you guys kind of joined forces and started this almost super group, if you want to call it that?
1: Well, a couple of months ago, uh, Billy sent me a few songs he was working on and said, How would you like to be part of my new band? And <laughs> I didn't have to think of it <laughs> you know, think about it for even two seconds. <laughs> and um and he wanted Dave to drum and he had it he had it pretty mapped out. He's like, I want Jeff Matika on bass, I want you on guitar, I want David on drums. Let's just have some let's have a lot of fun. And I was like, I I'm there, you know, just just let me know when. So Very we nice. um yeah, it all it all came together so quick, man. It, it's like just the past few months, like you know. And we're still and we're still going. We we have uh, a couple more legs of the tour left, so I suggest you catch it if you can. It's, oh, definitely. It's been, it's been so unreal, man. The energy is just like on eleven at all times. It's insane. Nice.
0: Yeah, I had tickets. Um, I I I don't know how I managed, but I managed to get tickets to the San Francisco date, so when it reschedules and comes back around, I'm definitely, I'm super excited. I love, and I think that, I got excited when I saw that it was at Rickshaw Stop because that's a tiny venue. So, hearing those songs <laughs> in that little place, like, it's gonna be, um, when it does circle back around, it's gonna be insane. So, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to catching that.
1: Well, make sure you say, hey, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be nice. Awesome. It's gonna be nice.
0: Yeah. Um, to quickly um, jump back to a prima donna question, I had forgotten to ask this when we were talking about the record, but um, it's very it's very cliche for an interviewer to ask like who are your influences, who what do you what do you listen to, but when you were writing the songs, I feel like everybody does pull an influence from something. Were there any records or any styles of music like I know you'd mentioned the term Britpop a little bit earlier that were kind of in the back of your head or maybe subconsciously there when you were writing songs for the album
1: Oh yeah, absolutely well, for the record basically we started uh, writing it two years ago and Prince and Bowie had just died. oh yeah and we're already massive fans of both but then of course you know just like just it, it all came you know it so it, that was a lot of it um, and you can hear that song by song you know, and, and some of the dancier chances we took. And just so I, I would say, like, that was the main thing, like pretty much right when we started writing. Well, I started writing this record right after Bowie died, and then Prince died, you know, a couple months after that. And that was really, that was the start of it. Um, I've always been a huge Roxy music fan. And it's never shown much in the music, maybe like more in the dress and the you know in the overall style. But yeah. I wanted to touch on some more, some more Roxy music vibes on this record. So this one gave me a chance to do that. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. I think that's a that's a good three.
0: No, it's perfect. Yeah, uh, man, that I I'm still when I think back to that that stretch of like two to three months when David Bowie died and then like the universe I feel like when Prince died at that moment was just kind of like and fuck you too and it was just like that horrible moment no
1: oh god it's just so weird to think about yeah that was that was a rough run there huh
0: yeah I mean it's just it's ridiculous because it's like Bowie wasn't like he obviously he had cancer and he was battling with that so as awful as that was it's like Okay, that makes more sense. And then Prince out of nowhere just dies, and you're like, "What the fuck? Why? No, you can't, you can't do that. You no, that it's not supposed to work like that."
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Um, well, to I won't take up too much more of your time, but to to wrap this up, I guess. Um, what do you hope listeners take away when they listen to? the music that you work on, whether it's Prima Donna, whether it's the long shot, I'm sure there's maybe different answers for each project, but I guess essentially, what do you hope people take away from listening to your music?
1: Well, you know, this, this answer always changes. <laughs> I, I think, cause it's, it's such a great question. I'm really, really thankful that you asked it, but I, really, I, I, man, I just want people to be able to, 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 you you know use our music as a crutch, please. Like that that's the main thing. I mean, music has gotten me through everything, and I hope that people get that same sort of thing out of out of my music. Just you can lean on it, and it's always going to be there.
0: Perfectly said. And um, the last question I have is, it's one that I ask to every artist that I interview as a way to kind of close things out. It's it it's super broad in in how it's asked to just be forewarned of that, but what does music mean to you?
1: Oh, (laughs) you got to hit me with the hard one.
0: I Um, I dub it the almost famous question, because I think that's the one that he asked the guy at the end of the movie, so I've just kind of of ran with that.
1: (laughs) I dig music. No, I think, (laughs) let's see. I mean i don't know if this is indirect but i just music is it's part of every second of my life and you know i i go see it i play it i you know i have it on at all times even like when i when i'm watching tv i don't i don't watch sports i watch concerts over and over it's it's an obsession it's the healthiest obsession i have and uh but yeah music it's a life force I think it's like to me it's its uh, I would die quicker without music than I would without water
0: alright that was I mean and I really
1: I really believe that
0: yeah that was that was a perfect way to close this out and uh, lastly where can people go and find Prima Donna online uh, where can they uh, check out your music uh, keep up to date and all, anything that you want I guess listeners of this to go and check out
1: yeah, I think just check the socials. I don't really, you know, it seems like everything's Instagram right now. So go to, <clears throat> wow, talking about losing voices. Um, <laughs> go to Instagram first. It's at Prima Band. Also, our Twitter is at Prima Band. And if anyone's still on Facebook, it's at Prima Official.
0: Awesome. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to talk to you. I'm glad we finally got to do this. And I'll, Um, I'll send this over once it's ready to go live.
1: Thank you, Pop. Thanks for the great questions, man. I'll see you. Make sure you, uh, hit me up for San Francisco, man.
0: Absolutely. I'd love to come and say hey. That would be, that would be fantastic.
1: Awesome, pal. Have a good one.
0: Awesome. You too, man. Take care. You too. Bye. Well, there you have it. I also, I told you my voice sounded like shit. So, again, I'm, uh... Sorry about that. Just, uh, I hope you at least enjoyed the interview. Kevin was wonderful. Uh, to stay updated on all of his music and everything he's got going on, you can visit uh, Prima Donna's website at www.primadonnarocks.com, and you can also check out the Long Shots website, or their Facebook page, rather, at www.facebook.com slash official I'm going to do something a little bit different that I think, I, if I recall, I used to do this a long time ago. Um, I may have not. I may have done it for something else, but I am going to close this out with a song from the artist that um, we just talked to. I I don't know why I didn't do that before, but I've been listening to a few other music podcasts, and I see that as a big thing that's being um, implemented into those into those uh, kinds of shows and. I, th- I think it's a great idea. I think it's something that's really useful in giving people who may not know the artist a little bit more of a sense of who they are. Because um, then I'm just making you go and do work if you have to go look it up on your own. And Why would we want to do that? Um, so I'm going to leave you guys with a track from Primadonna's Donna's uh, most recent album out now on Wicked Cool Records. This song is uh, one we were talking about a little bit earlier called Vulture Culture. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. i